is finally here. March 2021. The dawn of the OdaFest online store. You can pre-purchase your OdaFest 2021 merchandise in time for our online streaming event now. Orders will be shipping at the end of April 2021. Please note that we can only ship to Canada and the USA at this point in time. Check out with at least one of each item and receive a thank you card from Seth. Visit odafest.square.site for all your official Odafest merchandise needs. Yay! Huzzah! I took a look at the site earlier today, and there is a gorgeous little sweater, some awesome pins, a nice lanyard, and a nice, a nice Odafest badge. I think they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh... It's been a long time coming. Obviously, we don't have a lot of things on there yet. But that being said, uh, it's just the beginning of it. So by all means, um, you know, wait for more stuff. Get the 2021 items if you like. Um, one of the thing that I thought it was really kind of fun is actually the pass badge. Because obviously, while you can't be attending in, uh, you know, real life, it's still kind of cool and nice to have a lanyard and badge and be like, I was still there, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Like, so it, it does just, I saw it and I was like, yeah, I want that. I want to be able to watch the, watch the stream, have my badge, have a bunch of pins clipped to it, lanyard around my face, Hell surrounded yeah. by a large assortment of drinks or what have you. Mm-hmm. Spilling them all, all of them, on my Odafest sweater. <laughs> Maybe some spaghetti stains. So that's yeah, why you have yeah. to buy two. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. No doubt. Is there actually more merch planned? Obviously, we can't say but what I there mean, is. But I, I, th- I actually I, I thought it was a decent lineup. I, I don't know about more merch specifically for 2021. Uh, I'm gonna put it out there for anyone who doesn't know that Angelo, neither Angelo or I, are on the uh, merchandise team. team. So, with that being understood, we, we actually have no have official no say. idea. Yeah, we have no official next. say. We we like being a staff member. You have an idea because we get like previews, but as to what actually makes it all the way through is a whole other thing. So. That's, you know, that's the nature and life of, like, R&D <laughs> type exactly. work in general. You know, they do tests. They, we get, like, samples back. We get art. We get samples of that, you know, printed or figured out how to put on the stuff. But I would say that, yeah, there's a good, very good likelihood there's probably going to be more things in future. Uh, it's not going to be a one-time thing. Um, to be honest, as a project, as a, as a service to people as a whole we've talked about having an online store like a lot and people would be like, well, it's just an online store. Isn't that easy? Can't you just get it like Etsy or whatever? It's like, yeah, it, it, it's both easy and difficult. Cause you have to look at like, we are not actually a very um, merchandise heavy con. So one of the arguments that you can always put out there is like, because we don't actually sell that much stuff. We don't actually make that much stuff. So there, and we tend to sell out of all the items that we do have. 
So there's no reason for us to have to stock it. Once you have a store, that means you have to have stock. And once you have stock, that means you have to do all the work behind the scenes to make that stock disappear. Uh, to make yeah. it to make it <laughs> both to get available the stock and in the disappear. hands of the people who want it. Exactly. So And uh sometimes the merch does better than other years. Like uh I actually I just finished a coffee out of an Odafest coffee mug that the I think is like four or five years old now. I think it's more than that, but yes. And apparently uh these mugs are never coming back because they didn't sell particularly well in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They they did eventually sell out, and to my understanding it was mostly Odafest staff who bought them. Mm-hmm. But uh, and that my happens. Favorite mug. It's great. It happens. <laughs> it's and we're like, I, I don't. No we're not else ups- is ever gonna have one. I want to be totally clear. It's not that we're we're never upset really about it because we know that eventually we'll have it. You know, um, go out to people, and some people are always looking for something that they missed, and that's always an opportunity. But like, if something something's like, it doesn't matter if you're us, a small con in. You know, the western side of Canada, that's mostly a local con still, like, believe it or not, even at, like, the numbers that we do pull in. But we're considered mostly a local con. And, um, like, a big, like, like I can tell you for sure that Apple or uh, uh, Nike or any brand out there has items that flop on the regular. I'm oh, not yeah. saying that those mugs flopped. It just wasn't. Sometimes it's just not the right place, right time. Like, I mean, they sold out. So yeah, eventually, clearly, clearly, the money ultra was popular. Made. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not they didn't sell out fast enough to bother with right. with more. And uh, as people may notice, it is a Angelo and Jay episode, the first ever, the first ever Angelo and Jay episode, boy banter episode. Uh, our lovely Nancy could not join us uh, for this episode, which is a shame because it's one of my favorite episode formats, which is we're going in the anime 2021 preview. I like these ones, too. Yes, they're good anime. But uh, but before we get before we talk about all of the weeb stuff, did you hear about Discord? I use it on the regular. Tell me you more. You use it on the regular. I, too, use it on the regular. Apparently, apparently, Discord has been looking for a buyer. They've been, they've been going around trying to sell themselves to multiple different technology companies. And the mm-hmm. one that has everybody nervous, the one that has people sitting at the edge of their seat is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. reportedly, Microsoft has interest in Discord to the tune of 10 billion USD. Billion dollars, you say? 10 billion dollars. Yeah. Do do people still get Austin Powers jokes, (laughs) references? Yeah, we might be very old. Um, I don't know a single gamer, a single Discord user that is optimistic about this sale. Including myself. Yeah. Like, Um, the one thing that everybody, every single person is comparing it to is the the time that Microsoft bought out Skype. Yep. And I have reasons to believe that even if it does go through, it won't be as bad as that. Mm -hmm. But it's still not. Nobody is positive about this. Nobody feels good about this. 
to put it into perspective, when Skype was bought out by Microsoft, uh, Skype as a company, all of their head engineers, apparently, allegedly, allegedly, fucked off within months of the acquisition. And uh, apparently on the back end, Skype was just held together by shoelaces, twine, and uh, cleverly positioned duct tape. It was an extremely unstable piece of trash. And Microsoft, when they finally saw it, they were like, oh, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, God damn. We oh, spent what have we this? done? Do you remember how much Skype was bought for? No. I'm going no. to look that up real quick. Please do. I'll keep monologuing. Uh, so every time, every time that Microsoft tried to make any change, no matter how small to Skype, something broke. Sometimes it would be massive, sometimes it would be small, but no matter what, something broke to the mm -hmm. point where Microsoft basically just had to go into maintenance mode where either, okay, do we just rewrite the whole fucking thing right, and just pray that the brand recognition carries us through? Or do we just try to maintain this thing and ride out what we can until we make our money back? Right. And uh, so I did look it up real quick here. Uh, on it, In May of 2011, Microsoft bought in cash $8.56 billion for Skype was paid by Microsoft. So everybody agrees then that Discord is more valuable than Skype. I mean, that's not a surprise. The way that no Discord's value is not because oh you can talk with your friends or hey you can watch streams with your buddies. Discord's value it is how it sets up communities, exactly, um, and the and the UI and the overall interactivity level that sort of uh, what do you call it. It promotes community building. Yeah, they're over the past 20 years, like ever since Facebook became a thing, there have been many, many, many companies who have tried to do the uh, what if what if we made it so that every individual brand could set up their own social network? What if we could be a platform for social networks? And pro tip, basically every single one of them failed with the exception of Discord. Like that's that's really what yeah. Discord is. Like Facebook is gets close with for groups, social network communities. Yeah, Facebook gets close with social pages and groups and and that kind of thing, brand pages that they sort of have. But the level of actual interactivity between membership is much lower, I would say. Like I don't have any stats on it, but just feeling it between social media usage um like while I'm sure some brands, uh, how big many brands... streamers out there? How many streamers or like uh, community influencers are like, oh, join my Facebook page and talk to the users there? Versus, how many people are like join my Discord? Let's talk. Let's chat. Let's Discord interact. has a big thing where it doesn't only just work for brands. It it actually does promote the individual a lot better. If you have a streamer that you like or a creator of some kind that you like, that's more of the indie, you know, not signed to anything big, not any uh, huge uh, brand deals or, you know, when somebody gets sponsored, not like, yeah, yeah. not like w even without any of that backing, they can build their community on Discord from scratch with 
just the link basically and away it goes like people just start pouring in interacting um you know and there and there doesn't need to be some big wall post blog stuff whatever like it's very much just like hey if you want to pop in we'll chat and then we'll hop on voice and maybe we can play some games together or do whatever it is that you want to do together we use it for podcasting we use uh yeah we, there's an odafest cha- discord channel as well and it's sort of slower but that's because we don't have a huge footprint but it, there's still a community on there and honestly i think that community is much more engaged uh on a person-to-person level than any of our other social media accounts again i don't have all the perfect numbers but that's the way it always feels that it's easier just to reach out and be like hey you know Brofar, can I ask you a question? Or, you know, anyone else, can I ask you a question about cosplay or something like that? And we're literally right there and we can answer individually and represent ourselves that way. There's a lot of value. And I can see why $10 billion might be involved in this uh, purchase. That being said, again, not a lot of people who are actually on the platform are, are very enthusiastic Nobody because we don't want discord. Yeah. Like we understand happen. that discord, discord is a business. Don't get me wrong. It's not like some, ha, it's just like a little indie uh, group that does a little thing. And you know, haha, they just happen to make it big. It's like, no, it's absolutely a product slash service, but they have a very, unique community that may not want like like that might just migrate to something else once the sale is made and i say once the sale is made because i don't think it's an if but a when because i don't know very many people many groups of people organizations of any kind that just turn their noses at 10 billion dollars you know exactly well that's just the thing i don't want it to happen but i think if Microsoft makes the offer, Discord would be stupid not to uh, not to take it. Right. And the other thing is, um, I read it somewhere else. I can't find the specific source right now. We're saying Microsoft, we're repeating Microsoft a lot. It's not only Microsoft who wants to buy Discord. It's just that Microsoft appears to be one of the big front runners and one of the known quantities. So that's what and people again, are saying. To my understanding, Discord was the one who actually initiated these talks. Right. To my understanding, they, it looking was Discord to sell. looking to sell. Yeah. So. Not someone else looking to buy. Mm-hmm. Not not Mr. Microsoft, uh, what is his name? Uh, oh God, William Gates? <laughs> no, not Bill Gates. He hasn't been di- involved with Microsoft in years now. Oh, the other guy? I don't uh, Steve remember. Steve Ballmer isn't even uh, That's, yeah. I was going to suggest that it's name. It's like Satya... Nadella or something like that. All uh, right, <laughs> I can't. I can't remember at all now. Anyway, don't worry too much about it. Yep. Hopefully, we as the community come out on top. But if not, as always, we will find something else. That's how it works. Exactly. And so, with that, let's talk about some motherfucking anime. Spring 2021 anime preview. Beep, 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 first up, first up, I saw something in the anime preview and I just needed to talk about it. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. So, the anime Super Cub 
being done by Studio Kai. It's a slice of life anime. The story centers around Koguma, a high school girl in Yamanashi. She has no parents, friends, or hobbies, and her daily life is empty. One day, Kobun Koguma gets a used Honda Super Cub motorcycle. This is her first time going to school on a motorcycle. Running out of gas and hitting detours become a small source of adventure in Koguma's life. Aww. She is satisfied with this strange transformation, but her classmate Reiko ends up talking to her about how she always goes to school by motorcycle. Wow. One Super Cub begins to open up a lonely girl's world, introducing her to a new everyday life and friendship. Okay. So the main reason this caught my eye is because I recently did uh, ship out my my grandfather's old uh, 50cc yep. moped. Right. And the Honda Super Cub is in a very similar situation. Fun fact, the Honda Super Cub is the most purchased vehicle in the world. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It Just straight up. It's been produced since like the late 50s, or early 60s, something like that. I hesitate no sometimes vehicle. to call it a motorcycle because it's pretty much a scooter. <laughs> Exactly. Like, they started out, like, 50cc. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some that are more powerful, like, up to 150cc, and that is yeah. the point where, like, scooter, motorcycle territory. But for anyone who doesn't but, know what a Super Cub is, this is, like, the predominant two-wheeled method of transportation in pretty much all of Asia. We're talking not just, like, China Asia or Japan Asia. We're talking, like, India Asia. We're talking Thailand. We're talking philippines as well like you'll see it almost anywhere that's like nice and temperate and needs uh you need uh some uh, you know to get around on a small package motorized package that's the super cub for you i am not joking for named vehicles like your ford focus your mm -hmm. bmw whatever the hell the Honda Super Cup for a named vehicle, for a single vehicle being produced over the series of since it was made, it is the most popular vehicle in the world. Most made vehicle in the world. But that's not why this story caught my eye. It is because, holy shit, this is an advertisement being turned into a 12-episode series. Like, when the Super Cub was first announced you could argue that's unnecessary advertising too based on what it we is. just said based on what we just said it is but when the super cub was announced the way that honda went about uh marketing it was yeah it's a motorcycle for people who don't drive motorcycles it's a motorcycle for people who just need a cheap reliable source of uh of mm -hmm. transportation and mm -hmm. it is a motorcycle that will change your world because of the freedom it gives you you're not limited to how far you can bike you're not limited to how far you can walk right you your only limit is if there is a road and sometimes not even uh and gasoline gasoline helps. and so like <laughs> that is that is what the description of the anime was it is mm -hmm. yeah this this girl's life was shit she had nothing, and then she got a used Super Cub. It could be five years old. It could be 50 years old. Who knows? But it turned her life around. It mm -hmm. was like, yeah, she had a shitty life. Everyone she knew was dead. And now she has friends. 
and a Honda she Super has Cub. the will to live. The only, the last time that I ha- saw an anime <laughs> that sold out as much as this was Tiger and Bunny, where they had like actual uh, sponsorship, sponsorships slapped yeah. on to the to the like to the real world, themselves. yeah, real world sponsorships, like like that. Yeah. It, if I didn't know better, I would say Tiger and Bunny was an anime made to sold uh, Pepsi Next. Right. <laughs> the uh, only other anime that sold out as hard was Code Geass with the Pizza Hut sponsorship. Yeah, otherwise it's like, you know, your typical McDonald's and Somies and whatever. Exactly. So, like, I just saw that and I was like, this is the funniest shit ever. The art, the poster uh, is quite cute. Uh, gives me some, like, sort of low-key sort of... Kaon meets uh, what do you what, what was the uh, music the, the the trumpet anime? Uh, Hibiki Euphonium. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. There's like okay. some sort of elements of that sort of genre and the art style. Um, very cute, very well. Cute's not the right word. Like it, it has that typical slice of life hit, like that sort of um, real world uh, location look, and and like. I don't know. I, I knew I was ragging on it for being a sellout, but it does look cute, and I do kind of want to try it. I, I, I would watch, watch it. I would probably watch it uh, right off the bat. Uh, I'm Nancy, and I would probably watch it too. Oh, great, Nancy. That's great to know. Uh, I think we'll let everyone know how we feel about it once the... Uh, I think cute we do girls the, with cute motorcycles are reviews. cute. I think they're great. <laughs> yep. Thank We're you, not, Nancy. Thank I'm you not going to jail for identity theft. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never catch me alive yeah. on my Honda Super Cub. Exactly. <laughs> uh, let's move on to your second show. Oh, by the way, this this is uh, a slight deviation in how we usually do it. Normally, I just pick up six shows, five or six shows, and you know, talk Normally, about them. Normally, Jay picks up a few shows, and then I give him shit for picking the bo- most boring stuff. No, you don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> but you should. I, I, I sometimes give him shit for not picking the things that I want to watch. <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying to open your horizons. I know, just like I everybody know. else. But so uh, we're doing we uh, like a recommendation a show. Each, yeah, each to talk about. Yes, and Nancy so, also chose shows, so we'll be talking about her. We get a little bit her of Nancy's well. personality shining through. Yeah, using so our talk about Nancy impressions. Eighty six. Yep. Eighty six. That's the so, name of the so show. The title of this anime is eighty six. The number colon eighty six. The words. Yep. I find that redundant but wonderful. <laughs> I'm going to 86 this show. To be fair, if the if the title of the show was just 86, like the number 86, that would be impossible to find on search engines. That would be so horrible. I guess so. That's, so. that's probably why it's 86 colon 86. Probably. Uh, by A1 Pictures, it is a drama sci-fi. A war without casualties. The Republic of San Magnolia has been long under attack from the neighboring Giardian Empire's army of unmanned drones, known as the Legion. After years of painstaking research, the Republic finally developed autonomous drones of their own, turning the one-sided struggle into a war without casualties. Or at least, that's what the government claims. (gasps) In truth... There's no such thing as a bloodless war. Beyond the fortified walls protecting the 85 Republic territories lies the non-existent 86th Sector. 
The young men and women of this forsaken land are branded the 86 and stripped of their humanity. Pilot the unmanned weapons into battle. Get in the robot, Shinji. So, yeah, honestly, this <laughs> this sounds really cool. Uh, this absolutely sounds right up my alley, and I think right. I'm really going to really enjoy this. It, it almost has a Hunger Games feel to it. I was going to say, yeah. Like that, but, but reversed. Whereas Hunger Games was all about the, the different sectors feeding into one. Yeah. This is all about all of the other sectors sacrificing that one. Yes. It's sort of uh, like uh, one for all, but not all for one. Exactly. It's, it's, uh, it's a very lopsided dynamic. Yes. And if the 86 doesn't go to war with like the other 85 by the end of the series, surprised. I'm yeah. going to be very disappointed. Um. It's definitely but, like it, obviously there's like elements of warfare here. Um, the I'm, I'm looking at just again the art for it. It looks okay. It something that I'm not hu- uh, a huge fan of. But if you can see at the bottom, there's like the images of the drones, and they do yeah. look like they're 3D rendered. Oh, they absolutely looks like they're, so, they're, they're legged tanks, kind of like the Tachikomas and uh, Ghost but, in the but Shell. But much more spidery, much more like skinnier and less much cute. Much more spidery and skinnier and n- yeah. uncute. But uh, uh, if, you will wa- if you've ever heard of or seen Soro Nowoto, they look like the tanks from that show. I'm, I'm just worried that it'll fall into the same uh, animation style problems that we had with uh, the show that shall not be named. It from- <laughs> it's A1 Pictures. A1 Pictures knows exactly what they were doing. A1 Pictures was involved in the better looking parts of uh, Darling and the Franks. They've been involved in uh, Attack on Titan. Like, I can't speak for the quality of the story, but I think it's going to be good. But I can guarantee you the animation in the show is going to look fantastic. Mm -hmm. But the story sounds good. I like the premise. Yeah, I, I think the premise is there. I don't know if I would immediately jump into it because it's not normally my kind of show. But it has, like, it, it draws from a lot of uh, elements that already exist from other stories. Sort of like the slightly, I wouldn't even say post-apocalyptic. I don't know if it's really that futuristic. But it has, it like, a lot of... apocalyptic no, the Cold War wasn't a but it definitely has a lot of like postmodern war tactic kind of feel to it, um, which is sort of obvious. But I just not really sure if I would jump into the show immediately. I'd need to know that like the story was really solid because I think that's the only thing that I would be interested like, in. This, the, the animation style is like whatever, I guess. I know I rec- I mentioned it similar to uh, Hunger Games, which. Mm-hmm. I watched two of the three movies, so I can't really make that many comparisons. But to I make something books. where I can't even make more comparisons to, it also has a 1984 feeling. Because you can't trust a the, little the bit. government. We were always at war with, with East Asia. I can't remember what the, the countries in 1984 even were. Hey, Nancy, what uh, do you think of this show? I think that war is bad and that drones are good and that drones are bad when they're not drones. My God, that insight. Yes. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm going to give this a, I, I think it's going to be great. A1 Pictures consistently makes decent things. I'd have to wait and hear like reviews over the first season before I would okay. jump into this. Uh, something I don't need to hear reviews for because I'd be super stoked for it. This is my first choice. It's... The world ends with you. 
the animation produced by Shin Age Animation or Domerica. And also, it is action and supernatural. And for anyone who has heard of The World Ends With You, it's The World Ends With You, but the animation. And I know that we don't cover sequels, but this is not a sequel. This is original story, Do Not Steal, um, from the same uh, Square Enix franchise. I'm is that an original story, or is it uh, just a... I think uh, it's a side story with elements from the main but we'll get into the actual synopsis here okay neku awakens in the middle of shibuya's bustling scramble crossing with no memory of how he got there little does he know he's been transported to an alternate plane of existence known as the underground now an unwilling participant in the mysterious reapers game neku must partner up with a girl named shiki in order to survive Together, they complete missions and defeat monsters known as Noise as they gradually uncover the true nature of this twisted game. There's only one way to stay alive in Shibuya. Trust your partner. Will they survive the Reapers game? I mean, so I never played. I never played The World Ends With You, uh, but I've heard that it was good. Huge Uh, cult following. Is that Um, similar to like the plot of the game or is that completely different? That's definitely the beginning to the plot of the game. I'm going to say that it's going to be like heavily based on the plot of the games because all the main characters from the only game that they've actually made, there's been crossovers and tie-ins, but there's no actual second or uh, side games of The World Ends With You. So the original game has Neku, who's the orange-haired guy with the purple uh, gear. Yeah, gear, uh, and and headset and stuff like that, and then you have Shiki who's got the red hair, and then there's Beat and Rhyme who are the two characters right behind them with the black hats. All I know about the world ends with you is that there's one boss character who like spams "You're too slow," cosine, tangent, and like a bunch of a <laughs> bunch of other mathematics things that like yeah. don't really make sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, people in my TF2 server used to just like spam those. Yeah, that sounds about right, but uh. I don't know. I think it's Square Enix is one of like their best side franchises that doesn't get a lot of love. I think it showed up in one of the Kingdom Hearts, but I could be wrong. Uh, it has a very Kingdom Hearts esque art style. A little bit. It's definitely. Oh, it was released in like it's like 20... if, it's like if uh, Disney. It's like if Disney revoked the license to their characters for Kingdom Hearts, the yeah. world ends with you is what you would end up with. The game itself, I think, was released in like 2007, maybe 2006. So it's actually okay. quite old now as a franchise, but it has been much of a franchise. There's not a lot of um, stuff to it, but I think people who are into the sh- uh, the game, they would absolutely watch this for one thing. And then as long as it's done well, I'm not really sure about the studios. Um, number two is it just gives you more insight, more content because there's a lot of like there's a big supernatural element to it and sort of like the the participants have to play their way out essentially. So definitely like a survival bit in there. I don't know. It's more content from a good franchise. So hopefully it is good. If it's not good, well, you can always go play the game again because the game itself, unique, fun gameplay style the buttons and stuff and the powers all interesting the music's really cool so 
That's what. I'm that's Nancy, another thing that doesn't get mentioned. And anime made from video games are always bad. <laughs> that's not true. Wow, Nancy, what a hot take. How could you say something so controversial yet so brave? That's what I'm here for, to be the brave voice on the Odafest podcast. <laughs> Honestly, though, I agree. I agree with Nancy there, and uh, I will. I almost always don't like uh, anime made from video games. Mm. They're almost always really dry or poorly paced, right. or they only exist for fan service. Uh, and I don't even mean like sexy van- fan service. I just mean, oh my god, there's Phoenix, right? And he's animated in an anime. This is the best right. thing ever, and it's just like I said, I can't. Even I honestly if- can't remember. <clears throat> The last Even good video game anime. If this show only follows the main storyline of the games, that's still pretty good. And I think they could flesh out a lot of interesting parts to the actual the main perso- storyline. Persona 4 and 5 apparently had good stories and the anime were shit. That could be true. Good I've never story played in Persona. a video game does not mean that the story translates well to other midi- mediums. No. But either way, I'm like because of I'm looking forward to like the music being implemented, the art style, the characters. Although the characters probably did, I don't know if they age that well, mainly because I was sort of around their age when I first played, and now I'm like an old man, and I'm kind of like I don't care about teenagers. You're too slow. It's true. Uh, But if it turns out good, I'll be happy. If it doesn't, like I said, I'll go play the games. Next anime though is something that I actually do want to watch because it sounds kind of dumb. The name of the show is Osamake, rom-com where the childhood friend won't lose. By Doga Kobo, it's uh, a comedy and romance anime. And the synopsis is as such. My childhood friend, Shida Kuroha, seems to have feelings for me. She lives next door and is small and cute. With an outgoing character, she's the caring Onesan type, this being one of her greatest strengths. But I already have my first love, the beautiful idol of our school, and the award-winning author, high school girl, Kachi Shirokusa. Thinking about it rationally, I should have no chances with her. But while walking home from school, she only talks to me, with a smile even. I might even actually have a chance, don't you think? Or so I thought. But then I heard that Shirokusa already has a boyfriend, and my life took a turn for the worse. I want to die. Why is it not me? Even though she was my first love. As I was drowning in despair and depression, Kuroha whispered, If it's that tough for you, then how about we get revenge? The best revenge ever, that is. Wow, that took a turn for the weird right at the end. It sure did. I didn't expect a revenge (laughs) story. I was like, oh, is this Count of Monte Cristo High School Edition? Yeah, this is like some weird, like, reverse love triangle (laughs) where it's like, the. I think the premise to break it down is that you have this guy, there's the girl next door, who likes him, but he's interested in the other girl, but she's already interested in someone else. So the childhood best friend being the childhood best friend is going to date him in order to quote unquote, make the other girl jealous so that she'll want to date him. 
And Wait then what happens? This is Toradora with less steps. With more steps or less steps? No, less steps. Really? With fewer? Yeah. Fewer no, like, steps. Hear me out. Hear me out. So Toradora was all about uh, Ryuji likes Minori, pink-haired girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taiga likes Ryuji's friend, the uh, blue-haired boy. Right. And so they were conspiring together to try to get each other to date their best friends, right? Right. But because of that, they ended up growing closer together. Disgusting. This is all about, yo, yo, this friend of mine. So all of a sudden, we're cutting out the step of other person's friend. No, friend of mine Mm -hmm. has someone already. I can't date them. And then other girls like, yo, what if we dated instead? Wow. It's Toradora with less steps. Maybe, but it looks a lot cuter than Toradora. Hey, Toradora was really cute. I agree with you. This the looks show, cute too. The show Toradora premise of Toradora was cute, cute. But the actual character, like the art style wasn't as cute because like you had like the guy who had the sort of mean, ugly face and then the little lolly girl. Dude, Ryuji and Taiga were like, they're, they're perfect for each other. That's fine they're, at all. It doesn't mean that the art style was cute. squad. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. But... I thought this was just a really funny sort of stupid rom-com premise, and I'm down I, for it. I hope when they say the best revenge ever, I hope that's just being like a cute little like, yeah, the best revenge ever is to be happy with each other. I mean, I think that's what it'll end uh, up being. But I, I, I in the feel meantime, like that's what it is. In the meantime, I'm hoping like the the childhood best friend is just like, oh, you're just such a good boyfriend. <laughs> like, really hamming it up you know like oh he just brings me all the best things and like he's so romantic (laughs) but anyway uh yeah i think that it's got a lot of fun stupid potential Um, it really does beyond that it'll be your standard sort of reverse harem or harem ish type anime i'm sure but i don't know I'm looking forward to it just because it's good to have something that's not too serious, not too story deep, not like, you know, you don't need a lot of depth. I wonder what Nancy would think of this show, though. I don't know. We'll never know. We'll never know. It's true. Anyway. (laughs) So, so. Speaking of Nancy, we do have her shows coming up here where we have an idea of what she might think of her shows. Because so she wrote first it up, in. we've got Cestus, the Roman fighter, by Bandai Namco Pictures. Action, drama, sports. Sports. 54, Anno Domini. Cestus, a young boy orphaned by the Roman Empire, is made a slave, is placed into a training school for pugilists, It is here that he begins his journey to defy fate and fight for his freedom. And Nancy's thoughts on this, come on, this is just different. I don't see a lot of historical dramas that are based on other cultures, so I'd love to see how this one is portrayed. Sparta meets anime? Why not? I'd give it a watch. My first thought is, why is there some... Uh, secondhand Bruce Lee, who has like the black hair and like the rip bod with like I don't know much more striking style. Like I mean pugilist, yeah, but like striking style combat art amongst like a Greek pantheon with 
people with blonde hair and very um, traditionally Greek look. It's basically what what would happen if we threw Bruce Lee into Greece way back in the day and made him fight well, for his freedom. First things first, it's not Greece, it's Rome. It is Rome, my Which, bad. To be fair, Greece inspired a lot of Roman culture. Like, that's why you say Greco-Roman architecture, Greco-Roman art, Greco-Roman stuff. But, let's be fair. Uh, as far as it goes, like, he's ripped because he's basically trained to be a gladiator. Uh, yeah. A lot of gladiators were slaves. They were taken as slaves. Mm -hmm. But the ones who weren't slaves or who bought back their own freedom who, through fighting became some of the richest people in the Roman Empire. The most well-paid sports person to this very day, adjusted for inflation, was actually a Roman gladiator. Can't remember his name, but I do remember that fact that a Roman gladiator was more well-paid than any professional sports dude even today. I could believe it. I'm willing to believe that. So, like, this is a guy, he's ripped, he's got fists because pugilists are mm -hmm. fisticuffs men's. And, uh, I, this could be cool. I think it could yeah. be cool. There's potential. I'm really just hoping it's not just a sports show. Like, I hope that there's some element of, like, actual history or, like, references to historical, um, happenings regarding gladiatorial fights or Let's see, what was happening of... around, uh, 54 AD? That was... Like, what was happening at 54 AD? I don't know. Jesus died about, I think, like, uh, I think 30, Augustus, about 20 years before that. I, I think uh, Julius Augustus Caesar, not to be not to be uh, confused with the with Julius Caesar, Yep. Augustus was the first Roman emperor. Uh, I believe he was still around at this point in time. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe Cleopatra had died, like, a decade ahead of time. What well, we're probably not going to get any uh, Egyptian stuff happening, but Egyptians were pretty big in Roman uh, politics and uh, culture back then, so you never know. Oh, hold uh, on, hold on, Roman Empire. I just, I just Wikipedia at this, just not to undercut you or anything, but it says emp uh, on the October thirteenth of uh, Live, which is L I V, A D fifty four, Emperor Claudius dies. Possibly Claudius. after being poisoned by Agrippina, his wife and niece, and is is succeeded by Nero. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. Oh shit! And Nero's reign is associated Nero with tyranny and <laughs> yeah, tyranny and uh, extravagance and a lot of kind of just if not you only good, know not Nero good leadership, from, like the Fate series. Uh, you're in for some bullshit. If they if they focus on Nero at all, yeah. which if they're starting in 54 AD, they should. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, yeah, but it's so. not a story about Nero. If they were making a story about Nero, they would probably say it's a story about Nero. This is it's a story true. about Cestus. So Good we'll job, have to Cestus. see. We'll I, have to see. I. I don't want to get you know into what? it too much, but I, I swear that Cestus, like the name is spelled uh, C-E-S-T-U-S. I'm pretty sure that's a name for a weapon type. That's like a like a like a like a fist weapon, is it not? Yeah, it's a battle no glove. Idea. 
Oh, okay. It's like a, it's like a, uh, you know, just uh, the same thing. A battle Not, glove uh, that a pugilist might use. Yeah, but I think it's just funny that he's named after like hand wrappings. I think that's literally because yeah, this this slave boy, he don't even get a name. We call him after the things he wears. Yep. It'd be like if you if you called like a track dude running shoes. Yeah. The word cestus is Latin, a deep verbal noun derived from the verb cadere meaning to strike and can be reasonably translated as striker all right this guy can punch <laughs> nice nice anyway well, let's go ahead yeah uh fun show i probably would give it at least that first episode treatment maybe the three episodes i'm gonna see what happens yep uh moving on to nancy's second anime we've got mashiro no oto by Shine Animation. It's a drama and music. Shamisen is a traditional Japanese musical instrument that looks similar to a guitar. Teenager Sawamura Setsu's grandfather, who raised him and his older brother Wakana, recently passed away. His grandfather was one of the greatest shamisen players, and the two siblings grew up listening to him play and learning to play the instrument itself. Since the grandfather's death, Setsu dropped out of high school, moved to Tokyo, and has been drifting, not knowing what to do besides play his shamisen. That's when his successful and rich mother, Umeko, storms into his life and tries to shape Setsu up. She enrolls him back into high school, but little does Setsu know that he is about to rediscover his passion for shamisen. Nancy's thoughts. Music anime. And one specifically about the shamisen, an instrument that I adore almost as much as violin. Oh man, she says, Nancy says that, and here I'm thinking, like, yeah, every time I hear the, the shamisen... All I'm thinking of is like banjo twanging. Oof. Oof. It's not very banjo like, I would it's say. It's basically a banjo with, with less hillbilly culture. Well, no, I'm saying it doesn't sound like a banjo. It that sounds very much like a banjo to me. Then I feel like you have not listened to either one of those <laughs> instruments or both of them together um, against each other. I could, I could, totally... I would argue that it looks like a banjo in a lot of ways because it typically has a white backing. Um, you got the white backing, oh. you got the three strings. It's a three stringed instrument, isn't it? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. It's very banjo. Like the only difference is like you use like a, a larger pick. And, you can use uh, a pick. Yes. I think a lot of uh, traditional players also just have, like, they grow up their thumbnails or nails in general. That's a big thing. Or they have, like, the, sort of a, a finger the attached one thing, though, one thing, though, when you were reading that and you were like, oh, yeah, he's been drifting in Tokyo while playing his shamisen. So I, and I'm just thinking, deja vu. i just been to this place before. But like no. a shamisen remix. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> he's just... He's just drifting around corners in Tokyo in his AE86 while twanging on his on his shamisen. Mm -hmm. That'd be great. I would watch that. That's not what happens in it. I guarantee it. I, I think they mean more like he's kind of homeless and he's just yeah. like playing the shamisen on a street. He's corner like he's sort whatever. of yeah. He's he's like, uh, what's it called to to get like the three hundred yen coins and go get a sandwich from Lawson's. Mm -hmm. I think it's 
going to be sort of interesting. I hope that I'm pretty sure the high school is going to be like a musical high school of some kind. Like she supports him and his art, but doesn't know how other to mother, how otherwise to mother, how other to mother. Um, I don't know. It's it, it seems okay as a premise. I really don't know how I feel about this particular music anime for some reason. The art looks pretty generic, I gotta say. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure I'm the not, animation will come out fine. It, it does not uwu me. No. No. <laughs> you don't want to watch Japanese Banjo, the anime? No. Okay. Not when I've already got the thought of like drifting around in cars playing... Uh, Shamisen remixes of 80s bops. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to watch that instead. <laughs> I think I, I, like, I like the sound of a Shamisen. I just don't sort of. I guess I just don't want to see it really incorporated into an anime for some reason because I don't think of like times that I really want to listen to Shamisen and it's going to be a Shamisen heavy <laughs> like uh, a soundtrack, you know? As opposed to listening to some like con- more contemporary like rock or band sounds, I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Like I have expectations in my head of what the music might sound like, and I don't like. I don't want to see it in this setting. Essentially, I- I'd rather just have it be background music in like a more traditional Japanese uh, historical type of anime. But yeah, that's fair. Call me unimaginative. I would still. I'd still be willing to watch, you know, give it a try, but I just don't see how I would really enjoy it unless the story was somehow amazing, which I don't believe it'll be that much beyond the pale in that regard. Oh my god, Angelo and Jay, you're both such uncultured swine! Don't you know the Shabizen is amazing? I love it as much as I love violins! I didn't know you love violins, Nancy. Same, this is news to me, but uh, you know what? To each their own. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at like more information about Hashemsen, but there's not really much I could provide for people who don't know what it is. Just look it up. If I'm sure you've seen it before, and yeah, I'm sure you've heard it before. Uh, mm-hmm. That concludes our 2021 spring anime preview. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that we covered, as usual. I am sure that there's going to be stuff that we regret covering. Because we're going to watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's part oh, of the yeah. fun. That's part of the fun. So it'll be fine. Exactly. With all that being said, uh, I think we've got to wrap up this show. So thank you for listening. Visit the OdaFest store. Watch some anime. Tell us all about how you feel. And we'll catch you next time. Odafest.square.site. Perch the merch. Buy everything. Bye. Have a good night.